Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden, joining me to break down the just released 2022 Atlanta Falcons schedule is the Falcoholics' own writer, Evan Birchfield. You can find him on Twitter, at Evan Birchfield. Evan, how you doing, man? I'm great, Will. Um, we're kind of entering that dead period of Falcons' uh, offseason, <laughs> so it's nice to get a little bit of uh, news before, you know, everything really goes silent. Hopefully, <laughs> I mean, this is the last thing you have to do. It's It's the last ounce that we can drain from you, and you can, you know, head off to Montana or wherever you want to go. <laughs> and right. we'll never you can go uh, go join Kevin out there and at Big Sky. Uh <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So we are here to obviously talk about the 2022 Atlanta Falcons schedule that was just released um on Thursday night at eight o'clock. And we're gonna dive into all of it. We're gonna kind of go game by game, give our thoughts on it, uh, and at the end we'll come to a conclusion with a really early conclusion. You know how Todd McShay does his like way too early mock drafts right after mm-hmm. the draft ends that's all this is we you know we don't we don't need to make a, a big deal we're not locking ourselves into these predictions but it's just <laughs> going to be an early gut feel um and some early kind of hot takes reactions all of that is coming up right after this our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs. A lot of big game fives this week. Been awesome in the NBA. Major League Baseball, you know, can the Braves catch up? Fights and even next season's NFL futures. We're going to get into uh, to the Falcons future a little bit later today. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile app to join, but be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's that easy, guys. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Evan, let's dive into the schedule. Should I should I just read it off one time for everybody? All yeah. Right. Yeah, might do that. as well. So the Falcons are going to open up week one against New Orleans at home. So it's hate week. Officially, we're on the clock. We are on the clock. It's hate week. Uh, if you have a Saints fan in your, your life, you can't talk to them for the next like four or five months. That's how it works. Uh, week two, they're at Los Angeles to play the Rams. Week three, they stay on the West Coast and they are in Seattle take on the Seahawks week four, come back home. They're going to face Cleveland Browns. Then they go back on the road in week five to play Tampa Bay back home in week six to play San Francisco. Well, we're sensing a pattern here. They're back out on the road again in week seven to take on the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, which will make the second Super Bowl team that the Falcons will play in their first seven weeks. Then they come back home to take on the Carolina Panthers They stay at home to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Then they're back out on the road uh, for a Thursday night game against the Carolina Panthers in week 10. Still no bye week, Evan. You know, (laughs) we will get into that. But like, 
I was waiting for a bye week of my own just from reading all of this. And I'm now sensing and feeling what I think the Falcons will be feeling uh, when they play the Chicago Bears at home in week 11. Then they're back out on the road (laughs) in week 12 to take on the Washington Commanders. Then they come back home to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And here is the bye week. Let's just sit in silence for like two seconds. Then they're back out on the road to take on the New Orleans Saints in week 15. Uh, They stay out on the road uh, to take on the Baltimore Ravens in week 16. Back home for the last two games of the season, which are the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, man, 18 games is a lot when you have to read it like that. (laughs) So, luckily, we're only doing that once. What we're going to do is kind of go... Game by game, like I said, in four game increments. But before we do that, Evan, I just want to get your what were your overall thoughts mm-hmm. on the schedule when you first saw it? Well, knowing, you know, ahead of time, um, you could kind of see the opponents list, like where we would play on the road. We just didn't know the dates and times mm-hmm. or how it would line up. Um, and, you know, ahead of time, it was already a brutal schedule. Um, and it doesn't seem like it gets any easier, um, in my opinion, just like based on where the matchups are coming um that i i think he, as you mentioned that bye week being super late um just to pull back the curtain a little bit for the falcolic i was the one doing the uh the write up for the schedule and so we don't get that ahead of time obviously <laughs> we get leaks or whatever yeah. like everybody else on twitter or whatever but so it releases and i'm going through and i'm hitting like week 12 and i'm like i'm second guessing myself i'm like did i forget or like skip over the bye week so i like scroll back up and i'm like no yeah. I still haven't hit yet sure enough week 14 um man that's that's super late uh in in a 17 now game uh schedule 18 weeks um in my opinion the best spots like right there in the middle like eight or nine um so it's a little beyond that and then you know week 14 you have what four games after that um yeah that's probably my biggest takeaway that super late bye week yeah, I mean, that's absolutely a huge takeaway and a, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, we didn't really have a huge head start either on our end when I was uh, even, mm-hmm. you know, writing for the team because that's how secretive they keep everything. But we we would get it maybe, maybe an hour early if we if we could. And we used that entire mm-hmm. time doing exactly what you just did, which is like, all right, where the heck is the bye week? Like trying to look at all of these interesting road swings, uh, where are the division games, like right. all of these you know, brutal starts or finishes to the season, that would have been number one story on our and it and it is. Um, but I do also believe mm-hmm. teams can request, you know, an early or late bye, like to some oh, degree, not necessarily where it falls, but I think that it's either like the NFL will say, if you had your choice, what what would it be? Don't quote me on this. I don't know for 100%. Like all I've heard mm-hmm. is that, you know, I or I've heard some things that would make me recall that. Um and I but that wouldn't make any sense. It it almost feels more like the NFL would think that the Falcons just aren't going to be in it by that point in the season and so it right. kind of if they want to give, you know, some competing teams like some of the you know, more premier bye weeks instead of the very last slot, you know, maybe that's the but I'm not going to say the NFL's rigging anything uh but yeah (laughs) i looked at this um the schedule and my first thought was just it's an insanely brutal start i think to the year yeah and you know we knew the opponents 
beforehand, well beforehand, and we knew that there were really tough opponents on this slate. But to get a lot of them really early and you know just right out of the gate, I know the Saints didn't have the best season last year, and they are kind of a a team in transition, but they're still the Saints, and and they're still this is still going to be a big rivalry game, and it'll be really interesting. Let's let's just start right there, Evan. Let's start right here in week yeah. one because I want to get your thoughts on this Saints game. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember last time we started open and week hosting the Saints like this. So as you mentioned, I mean, this we usually call it hate week or whatever. This is like hate four months. <laughs> um, this is going to be a long period by the time these two teams finally end up playing on uh, September 11th. Um, yeah, uh, I think if I remember correctly, Alvin Kamara, there's a chance he might not be in that game because he had a uh, uh, earlier rest, I think in February or something like that. Um, no official suspensions or anything yet, but it was rumored he might get like six games or something like that. So even if he gets one, you know, we're playing in mm-hmm. week one, so he wouldn't be out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, such a tough, you know, way to start the season either way, because these two teams, um, they could be, one could be undefeated, one could be defeated and it's still not a gimme just because they play each other crazy tough. Um, but you know, for the first time in a while, both regimes are new. Um, you know, I believe who is it? Dennis Allen's their head coach. Um, and then, you know, Arthur Smith in his second year. So kind of get to see new wrinkles maybe from, uh, both teams and, uh, new, you know, kind of changes, but, yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty great way. It's it's kind of scary, but it's also fun um, as a fan just to start off, you know, hosting the Saints like this. Yeah, and I can't tell if if the division teams are going to love playing each other this early or absolutely hate it. Because like mm-hmm. on the one hand, you do have some similarity, and in fact, Evan, I went back and for every single team that the Falcons are playing this year, I just looked at what their last game against that team was and how they, um, yeah, how they performed. The Saints were week 18. I mean, they like they were the last mm-hmm. team that, that the Falcons played. And now they're going to open up with them. So there's going to be plenty of tape. But Marcus Mariota's at quarterback now. <laughs> like, they have a totally different head yeah. coach. Like, yeah. so many factors change where even as recently as the very last game that you played, so many things are different. And it, it's just going to be kind of a really sloppy, I think, game. It, I could see a lot of penalties. Mm-hmm in this because it's week one and these teams just don't really have um, a lot of time to prepare. But the Falcons did lose that last game that they played 30 to 20, obviously. But Evan, I'm going to stop right here because I just need to say this because it's going to become very obvious as we're going through this, that just like the bye week, we're going to go on a, mm. on, on a long run before you actually, you're going to start saying, Hey, where's the win? Where's the win on this line on this? Right. Right. The Falcons. <laughs> Only one team on their entire schedule did they win their previous game against. Wow. Do you wanna do you wanna take a guess as to who that is? Um, no, I don't even know. All right, I'll give you a hint. They're in the division. Uh, Carolina? The Carolina Panthers, yep. That's the only mm. team that the Falcons beat in their previous game. So anyway. Just had to get that off my chest before we keep going because, mm. you know, it'd become pretty clear after a while. So week two, their yep. their first road game, they're in Los Angeles. SoFi Stadium take on the defending Super Bowl champs. And there's a chance. I don't know the Rams uh, schedule right off the top of my head. There's a chance that that is 
the Rams season opener. Um, mm-hmm. So what? I, what I, oh, they they that's interesting because usually I thought I'm, Super Bowl, well, I'm doing uh, some I'm doing posted. some live googling right now. So just give give your thoughts, and that is perfectly fine. Yeah, um, I mean that's tough. Um, hopefully the Falcons beat the Saints, but if for some reason they don't, then immediately you have to go on the road. Okay, no, the the Rams um, the Rams are hosting the Bills. Holy. Geez, that's going to be the Thursday night opener. That's going to be fun. The Thursday night opener. Right. So then on top of that, the not that they would need a lot of time, but the Rams have extra time. Is there let is there letdown potential in that game for for Los Angeles? Like a like they overlook the Falcons. Yeah, you know, the Bills huge season opener. I have no idea. I mean it's possible. They got the Cardinals the week next the next week. Like that's a Division game? I don't know. Like a trap game. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I probably wouldn't put too much stock. I, I wouldn't on that put too much stock but, in any um, of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, that's. But in fairness, that's going to be a true. I mean, week one's a test too, but that's going to be a really early test to see what kind of team they have here. If I don't expect them to win that game obviously. And there's a lot we still don't know. Like we don't know how Marcus Mariota is going to actually pan out and all all the rest of the changes they made to this Mm -hmm. roster. But that's going to be one of those games where if they end up losing like 21 to 30, that's almost a win. (laughs) Like I would feel good about that. Um, Just because it's showing that they're at least being competitive. Now, if this is a game where it's like 34 to 10, I'm going to feel a little nervous. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't expect much this season anyways, but that's still like, okay, there's, there's, they got to grow, you know, grow a lot more than we thought. Um, so that'll be a very interesting early test in my opinion. It definitely will be. And actually, uh, the last time these two teams played October 20th, 2019, uh, in Mercedes Benz stadium, that was a 37 to 10 loss. So not, not yeah. far off there. And, you know, we obviously saw that was that one where Matt Ryan was, that was that one where Aaron Donald right. lifted Devonte Freeman <laughs> off of the turf, like a, yeah grown man as a child um so yeah let's really really hope that that doesn't happen in particular in this game so i i mean i agree but we've also seen you know i think back to like some of these rams cowboys games that kind of happen early in the season Mm -hmm. sometimes they're sloppy i think i think a sloppy game benefits the falcons in a lot of ways uh this season so maybe we'll get one there we definitely could get a sloppy game in week three because the falcons are going to stay on the west coast they're going to head north up to Seattle, where they will take on the Seahawks. Last time they played Seattle, September 13th, 2020. That was a 38-25 loss. Uh, Evan, what do you think about you know the road trip early? Get it out of the way. I like it. Yeah, um, you know, doing back-to-back, and they basically, as you said, will most likely just stay on the West Coast. Um, it's it's going to be interesting against Seattle. I mean, normally this is one of those games where it's like, oh, they got Russell Wilson, but they're going through their own little identity change. Um, I, I assume it'll be Drew Locke uh, starting for them, um, unless some other moves made later on um, during this offseason. Uh, yeah, still going to be a tough, tough game. You know, that's just one of the toughest, if not the toughest environment in general. Um, so that'll be, you know, that's another tough game for them. Yeah, I mean September, like that's still not like that's very early fall. Like that, that's kind of still yeah. summer. I could see it. It could be rainy, could be like foggy, humid, uh, that type of atmosphere. Obviously, the Seahawks have thirty-seven running backs on their roster. Um, you know, they could just kind of 
have a, a big day on the ground maybe in that one. But, you know, who knows? Uh, the Falcons could be really kind of facing a, a not not a must win. No, no week three game is ever a must win. If anybody says that or tells you differently, <laughs> then they're insane. But like that could be a real one for Atlanta where they say, all right, the Saints, mm-hmm. you know, we know what that game is, that that game's so hard to predict anyway. The Rams, well, they just won the Super Bowl. The Seahawks, you know, they're another team kind of trying to figure out necessarily what they are. The Falcons, like they did last year, need to kind of stack some wins against teams like this. Um, so uh, that could be that could be one we're really talking about uh, when it rolls around. Then yeah. they come back home in week four. Uh, they get the Cleveland Browns, who <laughs> they were connected yeah. to for reasons that have been discussed ad nauseum. I, for some reason, forgot they play the Browns, and I was like, oh man, that's going to be... That's going to be some. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to be a close game, but that's going to be interesting. (laughs) Very, very interesting, awkward, in my opinion. But um, yeah, just the Browns have gotten significantly better this offseason. Assuming, you know, there's no further suspension or anything for Watson, um, they're going to have Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. They added Amari Cooper. their offensive line is yeah. really good. They still have like Kareem the Browns Hunt, are a really uh, backing up are a really Nick good Chubb. team, and there's a chance yeah. that they're like one of the best teams in the NFL right. this year. And that's just their offense, yeah. you know. They still have Miles Garrett. <laughs> like they added Taven Bryan, Chase Winovich, um, who was with mm-hmm. the Patriots. They're they you dudes. know they're sneaky, yeah, and they're sneaky. You know, I know it's the Browns, and they've had moments where it's like, hey, the Browns could be good this year. They could really be good this year. Um, I'm not saying they're going to be, but on paper, it's hard to find a team that looks a lot better than the Browns. I mean, there are definitely teams that are a little better, but the Browns are definitely up there. Evan, there it's hard to find a team who wants Baker Mayfield, and the Browns were good with Baker Mayfield. Like, right, that, right. If, if Deshaun Watson, <laughs> who, like everything else aside, strictly talking about on the field, was has been elite in his career, if if he is allowed to play and plays at that level, then this is a Super Bowl caliber winning team. Now, obviously, for many reasons, I don't think the Browns are now the underdog. Like that's no longer a feel good story. Um, so that's it's yeah. kind of tough to to still talk about this team in a way where we were maybe two or three years ago, where it was kind of exciting if if this roster really could make that leap. Now it's a little bit um, icky, but. Getting getting them in week four, getting them at home. I don't know if that's any better because the run game for uh, for Cleveland is is so good and mm-hmm. on a faster turf. You know, I'm I'm a huge Nick Chubb fan. I'm sure a lot of people here in Georgia still are. Uh, he's very good. So this this could be a dicey game um, for Atlanta. The last time they played the Browns was uh, in 2018. They lost 28-16. So this is a really hard four game stretch to start the season. Definitely. Evan, what are you thinking that the Falcons record could be coming out of these first four weeks? I've got them one and three and that's being generous. Like if they went zero and four, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but it's hard for me to see them being anything better than one and three. I think they split. I'm not sure which game it is. They win. It's either Seattle or New yes, Orleans. I just yes, don't that's... see any reality where, they beat the Rams or they beat the Browns. I'm just hoping they are competitive, playing competitive football in those two games. But um, 
yeah, if, if they come out with anything better than one and three, uh, that's eye opening to me. You man, like we, I need not say anything else. Like you said it all. I've I had the exact same thing written down. One and three, the two yeah. wins. I you know it it's gonna be one of them if there is one. I think it's gonna be New Orleans or Seattle. Um, but the NFL is also crazy, and they're gonna lose every and win against the Rams. You know, it, it'll be like yeah. one of these things. Definitely. But it just feels like out of those four games, one win, three losses. So, uh, you know, yep. I like to look at these as like world world cup, um, just the, the qualifying groups or, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, this, like these guys are getting out of here. Um, that's how I like to look at the yeah. schedule at this point. So, <laughs> and just for the folks listening, I tried to get Will's record ahead before the show and he refused to tell me. So we don't know each other's oh, yeah. records. Authentic. Authentic over here, man. <laughs> Authentic, We're not yeah. staged. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So the week five moving in the second four game stretch, they hit the road, uh, take on Tampa Bay, who, you know, mm-hmm. not uh, too long removed from being oh my. think of think of this, Will. After that tough start, four games, then they just have to go to Tampa yeah, man. Bay. Like, yeah, it doesn't get any oh. eat, like <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> like we're not through yet, here. dude. This is the Odyssey that that, that they're right. going on. Right. Um we just reached the Cyclops. So yeah, there you go. A little <laughs> Greek mythology in your football podcast. You are welcome. Um, okay, so yeah, Tampa Bay. Last time they played them, 30-17. You know, I actually think though the Falcons kind of were frisky with Tampa in their games last year. It, am I I mean, that week mm-hmm. two game, they were right in it there until two fluky uh interceptions. Were those pick sixes, both of those interceptions as well? So it's like I yeah, so. I mean that that's one year. And then that late season game, they were they were kind of in it until the fourth quarter again, and it got away. So, you know, I, I'm not I'm just trying to make excuses here as to why this could be something good. But Tom Brady's <laughs> probably going to be in some kind of groove come week five. Yeah, it seemed like a winnable game um, early this offseason when Brady was retired. And then the <laughs> second he decided not to, it just became unwinnable. Um I mean, looking at their depth chart, they've gotten better, um, you know, naturally. But still got Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's still there. They literally took our best receiver <laughs> last year in Russell Gage. He was their third oh or fourth God, option. Um, yes, Tom Brady has decided to play football again, and he is back. Still have a good offensive line. Leonard Fournette's still there. Um, Giovanni Bernard. And they drafted uh, Rashad White. Um, I believe from Arizona state, if I remember yep. correctly. Um, and then they still have a good defense, you know, Vita Vea still is there. <laughs> um, yeah. Antoine Winfield jr. Levante, David, Shaquille Barrett, like this team is, they're still good, you know, and it's another tough, tough game. It's definitely going to be a tough game. I mean, but that, that roster is, is so low, like they're going between two of the, best most complete rosters in the nfl and the cleveland browns and the tampa bay buccaneers Mm -hmm. i mean those two honestly circle those two weeks because that's a home game and an away game that right there will tell you where the falcons are and like where to orient yourself for the rest of the season because those two rosters are good everywhere you're going to figure out which parts of the falcons roster still need some work and which ones are actually kind of maybe getting where they need to get um, so then mm-hmm. week six, they returned back home against San Francisco, you know, another good roster on paper, but I feel less certain about San Francisco 
than I do, you know, Tampa Bay or, or Cleveland for sure. But then again, they, they just yeah. beat up on the Falcons last year, 31 to 13. So how are you feeling about San Fran? I mean, I guess I would see more of a win here than the previous two weeks. Although, again, not a betting man and wouldn't put a bet on this one. Um, 49ers still have a solid roster. I think it begins and starts or uh, ends with uh, Trey Lance. You know, uh, last year saw a little bit of him, but it seems like he's going to be their starter out of the gate. Um, still have a really good depth chart. I mean, Debo Samuel, as of now, not traded. We'll probably be back. Brandon Ayuk, if they unleash him, um, good offensive line. Still got George yep. Kittle, you know, one of the better tight <laughs> Everybody's ends in just the whole NFL. About like, yeah. Right, right. He's still there. Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, was really solid last year. They've dealt with some running back injuries, um, but still a heck of a good team. And then that's just on offense. Yeah, it's, you know, their defense, defense allowed Posa, only 13 points. Loaded. Like the Falcons could not do anything on offense last season. So it's it's not even really mm-hmm. their offense I'm worried about. Like the Falcons, yeah, right. didn't get better on offense this off season. I'll I'll, I'll say, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I, I mean, think of this. They have D Ford listed as a backup. Yeah, dude, that's how good this. They, <laughs> this is a really good defense. Tr- like Trey Sermon, just somewhere not even on the depth chart. Like I, I mean, yeah. they, like they, yeah, they've got guys. He's listed fourth. Peace, man. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, All right. Uh, so then they they go back out onto the road to take on last year's Super Bowl runner up. So uh, just a brutal seven game start of the season. There's absolutely we're talking about possibly like the Seattle and New Orleans games because those teams were like nine and seven last year or nine and eight. You know, like mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here. But anyway, they're on the road. Cincinnati um, going to play in, in the jungle. Uh, they lost 37, uh, 36 in Mercedes-Benz Stadium the last time they faced them. This game's going to be kind of mid to late October. It's going to be the first time that the Falcons, maybe outside of that Seattle game, have to deal with weather uh, and certainly cold weather. Right. You think that's going to play a factor in this one, or could it possibly hurt the Bengals a little bit more knowing how they like to throw the ball? Yeah, um, to be honest, I, I <laughs> I'm mean, not worried about Cincinnati in <laughs> mid-October. Uh, Right. Yeah. I mean, if we're getting, I, I'm, I'm glad I knew we were going to play Cincinnati. I just didn't know when, obviously. And I'm yeah, kind of glad this, this is, early this is a because if it was later. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, I mean, as you mentioned, went to the Super Bowl somehow a lot better. They improved their offensive I line agree. a lot. Added uh Lil Collins from um, the Dallas Cowboys this off season. Hayden Hurst. Remember <laughs> that guy? Yeah. He's their number one tight end. Um, Another year, Jamar Chase, like, yeah, really, really Joe good. Joe Mixon still um, really good. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, gotten you know better on defense too. Um, yeah, I mean, added Daxton Hill, who was one of my favorite players um, in the past, and you know, just draft a couple weeks ago or whatever. Um, yeah, a, a tough, another tough game. I mean, I, I think if nothing else, we're going to figure out a lot about the Falcons secondary in this game. Not, you know, not that we won't uh, with, with some of these, I mean, Tampa Bay, anytime you have to play them, like there's a lot of of stuff there, but Cincinnati definitely with the way that Joe Burrow plays, I'm not too sure that the Falcons are going to be able to get to him without blitzing, which is going to leave the secondary exposed against some really good receivers uh, frequently. So if the Falcons are able to kind of be frisky in that game, 
especially against the pass, I'll be feeling really good. But, you know, I, again, I, I'm not... Man, Terrell versus Chase It's going to be awesome, be... dude. Let's, <laughs> That's worth I mean, watching. Let's, let's hope it's not a replay of the last time, but right. AJ Terrell's at a totally different level. I mean, so is Jamar Chase, but yes, that is going to be phenomenal. Um, yeah. Because for a lot of people who don't follow the draft, that was one of the bigger um, knocks, I believe, on Terrell. Was that was, game? He had a rough time was against that Chase. One game. Yeah, in college. Like it, he was so good right. throughout the season, and then he got. It was like he gave up 158 yards and like two touchdowns against Jamar Chase in that game, and everybody yep. was just like, "Can AJ Terrell play football?" It's like that's how good AJ Terrell yeah. is now, and how good Jamar. Like, oh uh, yes, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be insane. Nuts. It's like King Kong and Godzilla <laughs> literally about to fight each other. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Let's get him to put it in theaters. I want to watch it on the big screen. Right. Um, right. I all right. Falcons that. return home to take on Carolina, which honestly, after all of these games, feels like both a letdown and a <laughs> huge relief. Uh, the mm-hmm. Panthers are kind of one of the few teams, I think, in a weirder spot. And maybe yeah, I, I like a lot of the things on Carolina's roster, but until they get it right offensively and you know week eight we don't know is Chris McCaffrey still in the lineup is is he banged up like mm-hmm. he, he's only played 10 games in two years that's you know that's not somebody yeah. you want to rely on so is this a winnable game is this kind of the first real winnable game I think yeah I think this is the first one that's like yeah they should win this I mean it's at home against Carolina as you said is it Sam Darnold at quarterback? Could be Matt Corral early on. Um, is McCaffrey banged up at all? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I I think you know obviously Carolina's still got a tough yep. defense um, with like They're Ryan good team. Burns and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe a low scoring one, but hopefully the Falcons would pull this one off because you I could realistically see this being like their first actual win. I hope it's not like their first win, but realistically this could be the game where they get their first win of the season if things go you know terribly wrong yeah i one one potential thing and and i'm i'm not saying carolina is a good team i'm i think their defense is good but um i do worry if their offensive line maybe by the time eight weeks roll around it you know is there some cohesion if they really started to gel because that and the quarterback position are really what have been holding them back because elsewhere i think they have a pretty good roster um so that's their yeah. second four-game stretch. To recap, at Tampa Bay, home against San Francisco, at Cincinnati, home against Carolina. Evan, how are you feeling uh, in those four games? I have them going one and three again. Um, and that's just because I have them beating Carolina in week eight. Um, yeah, I have them losing to Tampa, losing the 49ers, and losing the Bengals. Um, they could surprise and win one of those games, but again, I would be shocked if it's anything better in one and three. All right. I have them going two and two. Uh, and I, oh, I do, do. and I, wow. Spicy. Yeah. I mean, I just think that I kind of think the bucks game could get weird again, kind of like, like mm-hmm. it did last year in Tampa because the Falcons are going to be coming off of two road games against NFC West teams, then, uh, an AFC North opponent all of whom are are good. At worst, it's Seattle, but that's in Seattle. That's never easy. I think they're going to be so ready and thankful just to play a division team, not in week one, one where the coaching staff has some film. I think they're going to break out some some game plans there. So I 
think that they have a decent shot at that. And if they don't, I think the 49ers game, you know, could could get weird depending on how Trey Lance is playing. The team could be in a little bit of, of breathing. Then Carolina, I'm penciling in as a win. So two games where I can make a case, I'm feeling generous two and two. <laughs> One of us is optimistic. There, there we go. Um, <laughs> all right. So the third four game stretch week nine, they are at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. That uh, the last time they played was Justin Herbert's rookie season. This was a huge loss for Raheem Morris at the time. Uh, it looked like the Falcons were going to win it late. They did not. Russell Gage threw that deep past Calvin Ridley uh, in that game for a touchdown, but 2017 mm-hmm. loss. And the Chargers have not gotten worse since then, have they, Evan? They have not. Um, they still have a really good roster. Added Gerald Everett, um, tight end, who was with the uh, Rams and Seahawks previously. Um, I believe they drafted Z- uh, Zion Johnson. Mm-hmm. Really um, good guard. It, yeah, really good underrated guard. Um, they've got a really good, you know, their offensive line's young, but like Rashawn They're Slater. They're much better than, um, than where they were. Ago was, yeah. Right. And they still have Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is kind of hit and miss at times, but um, some of their other receivers like Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer uh, last year stepped up for them. Still have Austin Eckler drafted uh, Isaiah Isaiah Spiller, who some people thought was like the better running back in the draft. Um, Yeah. I mean, they're a fun team. Like, I don't know how good they're actually going to be because that division for them is like insanely tough. They may miss the playoffs being like a really good team. Um, But they are a fun team and it will not be fun for the Falcons in my opinion. <laughs> is there a more, is there a team like more universally just liked than the, the chargers? I, it feels I mean, like everybody's what, just like, yeah, you know, they're cool. Their uniforms are great. <laughs> like they're just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what's ironic is they're probably one of the worst, like venue and like the yeah. fan base. Yeah. Like they don't have like a huge following obviously since moving away from San Diego, but Love their colors. Um, you know, they've had like a sad history similar to the Falcons. So I think we can kind of relate to them at times. But yeah, this uh, they're they're a team on the up and up. I don't know how, as I said, their division's just tough. Um, and it's only gotten tougher this, you know, off season. Yeah. But that's going to be a tough game for the Falcons. Well, the next one uh, could be an easy game, could weirdly be a tough game. It's going to be a short week. They're going to play the Carolina Panthers again. So it'll be the second time in probably like 16 or 17 days that they will play each Mm -hmm. other. Uh, But this being in Carolina means the Falcons will have some element of traveling and, you know, coming on. I don't know who the Panthers are playing the week before, but, but the chargers game is going to be, you know, a hell of a matchup on a hard fought game. So I don't know. How do you, how do you like the Falcons in a rematch here? Uh, obviously it's good to get the short week like your Thursday night game with an opponent who you literally just played. So the short week really shouldn't matter. At this point, it's going to be like recovery. It's not a far travel. But also this is week 10 and the Falcons have not yet had a bye week. So I don't know where the Panthers bye week is, but it's probably I've got to imagine uh, around this time and probably before week 10. So Mm -hmm. that could play into this as well. Yeah, plus, you know, this is one of those games you just hope they win because it's on primetime. It's their only <laughs> primetime game of the season. Like, the whole nation could probably be Dude, watching I don't it, think the whole nation is going to be watching. If something's Falcon better, Panthers, it's on. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> this is probably um, the night the Grammys are. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. I'm fine if they don't want to watch. Um, but, yeah, Falcons, you know, in recent years haven't been the greatest when they do have a primetime game. 
but it's at the Panthers, as you said, um, winnable. I mean, aside from that, I'm not sure what, what more to add. It's a, it's a winnable game, but um, yeah, that primetime stuff they usually struggle with, but we'll see under the new regime if they can uh, do a little better. Yeah, again, this is just going to be a weird toss-up game, and we're not we're not going to know much yeah. about both of these teams. We're getting into the part of the schedule where, honestly, we can spend probably less time talking about each game because we're not going to know much about any of these teams at this point in the year. Um, so we could probably yeah. fly through a couple of these because they're back home week 11 against Chicago. Again, just uh, another team that is at a huge crossroads. I mean, whole new kind of regime over mm-hmm. there, whole new one over here, new quarterback over there, new quarterback over here. Could be a fun game, kind of the could be a really back and forth type of a shootout. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing Justin Fields and stuff like that, um, but by week 11, as you mentioned, we'll know if he's on, yeah. you know, headed in the right direction or, you know, something else is going on there. Um, I feel good about this game, you know, it being in Atlanta also. Um, this is a winnable game, in my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, last time they played 30-26 loss. That was a heartbreaker. Matt Ryan uh, interception late. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, defense gave up three touchdowns. Um, but. All right, week 12, back on the road against the Washington Commanders. Uh, I'm really yeah, I'm worried ever. about this one, not only because it's it's late in the year, obviously, up in, in Washington, mm-hmm. but a notably bad turf. Uh, I, I worry that yeah, not definitely. only will the wind be a factor, but injuries, because again, the Falcons have not had a bye week. So you're going to get a lot of really tired guys. I, I, I really worry, knock on wood. I... I'm just worried about it. Yeah. And also, you know, with Washington, I know they struggled last year, so it'll be interesting to see, but their defensive front on paper is one of the best mm-hmm. in the league with Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young. Um, so that's going to be an interesting test uh, for the Falcons offensive line, which as mentioned by week 12, we'll probably know how this offensive line is holding yep. up. Um and then also for Washington, I mean, Carson Wentz, they're probably going to be their quarterback out of the gate, but they did draft Sam Howell, who could technically be the quarterback at this point if things aren't going well in Washington. So. Yeah, I, it's not really the quarterback that I'm worried about <laughs> in in Washington. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely that defense. <laughs> um, but the last time they played, 34-30 last season, I would say was one of the most disappointing, if not the most disappointing loss for Atlanta last year. Um, so now they mm-hmm. got to go on the road and try to get revenge on that then they come all right so those that's the uh the third four game stretch evan how are you feeling uh home chargers at carolina home chicago at washington i have them going three and one during that wow. stretch and it's probably more wishful thinking who's hopeful Don't give me too now much man it might be wishful thinking yeah i know well because if they're gonna win some games here it's got to be during this stretch i mean at the panthers very winnable Home against the Bears, winnable. At Washington, I agree with you, and I, I'm glad you brought up that point because a lot of players have gotten injured on that on that gra- on that field. Um, so hopefully that's not the case. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I'm wishful thinking here, but I see a three and one stretch. I have them going one and three. <laughs> what? No. Yes, I I really I oh, I think that this is when. You know when like a shooter loses his legs and it becomes apparent in the fourth quarter? Like 
this yeah. is when I just think that's going to happen. Is this Desmond Ritter time? No, well, not even that. I just think the team is like by this point, given how hard their mm-hmm. early part and the fact that they don't have a bye week like week eight because they need one right. after that part of a schedule and a stretch. And then they're they alternating home and away. They're not getting like multiple time just at home to do things like that. Like, I just think at this point in the, the year, we're going to be playing kind of some teams that are kind of rebuilding, but they could be frisky. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I just don't know if the Falcons are going to be able to give their best effort, not through any fault of their own, just because I think right. this is going to be the part of the year when it catches up with them. Um, but I hope it I hope it's That's three and fair. one because on paper, again, it should be. But I'm trying to think right. not in paper terms, you know. Well, it never goes according to exactly. paper terms, so you, you're probably right. But <laughs> like it being at Washington could be the difference between a win and a loss there, not because of the injury, but just like mm-hmm. that's one more factor on top of everything else. So again, I hope I'm wrong, but let's get to the last five games here uh, quickly. We've got Week 13 back at home again, you know, just home away against the Pittsburgh Steelers, another team quarterback situation. Totally could be wherever up in the air. Kenny Pickett. Um, yeah. So probably week 13, they drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round. They're mm-hmm. probably going to roll him out there. Um, maybe not. Wouldn't matter if they if they did or didn't because the Falcons lost 41-17 last time they faced the Steelers. Can the Falcons slow down Najee Harris? I have no idea. <laughs> probably not. I mean, we got to see, you know, how if he takes another step forward. Um, this is one of those teams where they could be literally terrible yeah. or pretty right. good. Um, and, and, you know, be something, I don't know that they'll compete, um, you know, in their for their division lead, but I think they're going to be one of those teams that they could finish second in their division. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, George Pickens, who I know probably a lot of people listening to this are big fans of is there. Um, is it Kenny Pickett or is it Mitchell Trubisky at that point of yep. the season? Who really knows? Um, but yeah, this this team could be sneaky good this late. Um, added some pieces on defense, like uh, Miles Jacks there. Um, still got TJ Watt, who literally TJ Watt um, against, had more sacks in the whole against Falcons Kayla McGarry. Team. Man, that's so, that's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's going to be a tough game for sure, um, especially if that offense gets cranking. And as you mentioned, Najee Harris, if he takes another step forward, I mean, could be really ugly. Well, if it gets ugly they'll have the uh, next week to, to rest and think about it because they've true. got the bye week finally week 14 it's here i feel like we need to insert like air horns and um celebration <laughs> music anyway <laughs> we've got i think we're i think the fans are going to need a bye week honestly at that point. honestly li- <laughs> dave's liver is going to need is going to yes. need a bye week at that point um <laughs> shout out dave chote uh all right week 15 Definitely on the road for hate week part two. Um, and both teams are going to be so pissed off because not only are they not going to be able to use any film of their last meeting for their first game, they're not going to be able to use any film of their last meeting for their second game of the season, because these two teams are going to be totally different from when they see each other the first Mm -hmm. time around in week one. Um, so, uh, you know, again, we're just going to have to rely on kind of which team wants it more, which team can play a cleaner game because that usually matters. Um, against New Orleans, penalties are weirdly usually a factor. Um, what else? What yeah. else about this? 
Um, I mean, just as mentioned earlier, that these two teams, it don't matter what the record is. They just play each other yeah. tough. There's times where they've gone and um, had to play the Saints on the road. And I thought, man, they ain't got mm-hmm. no chance. And they end up being vice versa. And there's times where I'm yep. confident. Yeah. And they Saints end up whooping them. Camara um, should be back in be this tough. one. Michael Thomas, you know, Definitely. like Chris Olave, they'll yep. have a rapport. So, yeah. I mean, both teams by this point should definitely have their their depth chart figured out. Falcons coming off that bye week is going to be huge because now you've got two weeks to prepare yes. for them. Good um, point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a toss-up. It's always a toss-up, to be honest, between these teams. And currently, um, I guess it could technically be later in the day. It's the, the time is uh, to be announced mm-hmm. or whatever um, for this game. So if it if it's meaningful for the division, this could be one of those games that's later on in the day. So Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and that would be fun. Obviously, this will be around Christmas time. So, uh, yeah, that'll yeah. be always a, a high-rated game. And then one they like to usually do. So. They'll stay on the road mm-hmm. next week against the Baltimore Ravens. Last time they played them was the Lamar Jackson uh, kind of game. That was, I believe, his first one as a starter because Joe Flacco was injured or they benched him. And it was a 26-16 mm-hmm. loss for Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They're going to be up in Baltimore, and this is going to be, I'm marking it right now, the worst weather game for Atlanta yes. all season long. Definitely. <laughs> Not only that, they're facing another one of those, you know, probably in the top three of the teams are playing this season on paper tough. Um, it's whether the Ravens actually get it on the field. Um, just looking at their depth chart. I mean, got better across the board, had probably one of the better drafts in general, but Tyler Lindebaum um, is there going to be their new center. Still got Lamar Jackson. Yep. J.K. Dobbins will be back. Gus Edwards, the Ravens just Mark drafted Andrews. all Ravens guys. Every every guy yeah, they Kyle drafted is just steal. like, oh, the yeah, of course he's a Raven. Like, of course he's a, and that's yeah. all they do in every single draft. And yeah. that that and they're the they Ravens. They are like what everybody watching who wants their yeah. team to draft these players, but they actually go ahead. And <laughs> yes. Um. But like, yeah, like Kyle Hamilton. Yep. Uh. Uh. David Ajobo or whatever from uh what, yep. Michigan. Who, who had the injury thing, but I mean, if he's fine by that point, like they're going to be rolling. Um, yeah, really loved what I saw from them in the draft. And this is, as you mentioned, the worst, pro- I'm, I mean, looking across the games, like it could be randomly bad in Washington, but in general, this is probably the worst weather game they're going to have this whole yeah, season. This- so it's a perfect storm of just bad <laughs> and, you know, not really optimistic. On yeah, this, this, one. this is like <laughs> the last week in December. <laughs> you're going to Baltimore. Right. Um, it also marks a like a three year, the mark of a tradition, honestly, because the the Falcons, whatever they've done to the NFL, they love to put them on the road against AFC powerhouses in the northern part of this mm-hmm. country. They played the Kansas City Chiefs in 2019, late in the year. Last season, it was the Buffalo Bills, and this upcoming season, it'll be the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, the Falcons. They don't get uh, the safe confines of Mercedes-Benz Stadium all throughout December. Um, But they do get them for the last two games of the 2022 season. They will return home uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. And I think a lot about um, what you were saying with the Steelers. When I think about the Cardinals, they're kind of a team that could be second in the NFC West, first in the NFC West, or they could be like fourth and they could just be total nothing. Yeah, they're. I mean, looking at their depth chart, like they're 
They've got a lot of talent. They do. I mean, JJ Watt. But on they've defense, had a lot of talent, like, kind of like I every mean, year. How does he actually go? Exactly, exactly. And they're one of those teams that's like you don't really know what you're getting, but they've been kind of on the opposite side of good. Um, still got like Zach Ertz drafted Trey McBride, mm-hmm. so they're like tight ends are really solid. Yeah, James um, Connor. Yeah, is, is he still there? It's, right, yeah. James Connor. Yeah, and they got rid of right. Chase Edmonds, who's now with the Miami Dolphins, so he's got you know the full yeah. backload uh, for himself. It's uh, offensive lines pretty solid on paper uh drafted you know during the draft i mean not drafted they selected <laughs> or traded traded for marquise brown during the draft um yeah. And, yeah i mean uh deandre hopkins is suspended but he'll be back for this game so tough tough offense i, w- I will say generally tyler murray has been banged up at, at for the second half of, of yeah. the season so far so this is pretty late in the year but again this is one of those teams that could be totally out of it and it's just like this is a snooze of a game yeah. or it could be really exciting um so right. and, and weirdly i feel the uh or actually I, I should mention last time they played 2019 one point loss uh matt bryant missed an extra point that would have tied the game i was at that yeah. game um 34 33 so last uh one at home tampa bay to close out the season and I kind of, I kind of wrote, I wrote down Bucks will either be unbeatable or out of it at this point because I feel like this team can they do it year three, come back. You know, last year I think we saw the, the wheels kind of falling off late in the year. Uh, you know, I I don't know, um, but I, they could also just be totally out for blood. <laughs> so I, this will either it, again be kind of a snooze to end the season. I I don't think it's going to be one of those Jameis like vintage where he throws a pick six to end the, the year type of deal. It's still Tom Brady, and they could be gearing up for a Super Bowl run. So I don't mean to dismiss this. Right. I just I don't know really what to make of it because it could be one way or the other. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's going to be tough um, either way. And, you know, if this is Tom Brady's oh, last wow, game, yeah. it's That's like, a good angle. <laughs> you know, technically could be. Um, although, you know, he probably will be back anyways, but I don't think he'll ever retire at this point. But... Yeah, at least it's in Atlanta. That's all I'll say. They've got a shot. <laughs> what if the Falcons are the ones that send him to the uh, to the booth? That like would be nice. End, they end the I playoff mean, run for uh, for Tampa. That would be that'd be fun, right? I mean, I'd be fine <laughs> yeah. with that. Um, not a bad, not a bad way. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a feather in our cap, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so the one that we have against Tom Brady. Uh, that would actually be, exactly. I think, the very first win. Um, against Tom Brady so let's do it we manifested it and we also it, it would be it actually would be. you're right I know um, yeah so we you know we'll do that and we did this we went through the whole 18 week schedule Evan we've got five games Steelers at Saints at Ravens at home Cardinals home Bucks five games what are the Falcons uh, what's their record through those five games I have them going two and three and that's just being more optimistic um, I think they could win the Steelers game. Saints game, they could win, obviously. Um, Ravens game is definitely a loss, <laughs> in my opinion. Cardinals is where it could go either way. Um, but Tampa, I still have them losing just because I think, as you mentioned, Tom Brady's undefeated against them. I think he's got like 10 career wins against them. And I think he's beat the Falcons um, without like the undefeated streaks against teams. I think it's the Falcons who's got the biggest against. I believe that's correct as well. Uh, yeah, especially now that he's like yeah. in division. I think that's looped right. him up. Because I think like the Vikings or somebody. Yeah, like, that he like doesn't play them. It's like, right. Um, 
Well, yeah. that's, that's depressing. I also have them going two and three <laughs> uh, during this. I, you know, I, I think oh, the good. Steelers, like, I, the bye week hasn't come at that point yet either. So I'm not very optimistic about that. But the Saints, you know, I've seen them win those types of games. Um, and then I like you, Ravens. But I, I think the Cardinals could get interesting. And Tampa Bay, again, they could be out. So I have two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what do you have the Falcons do? What's your first unofficial official record for the Falcons in 2022? For the whole season, I have them at seven and ten. Um, just doing all the math, and I take it. Um, I, I I don't really see them getting above that unless like things go incredibly correct and Mariota's just out there as Mahomes like or something. Um, it's just a brutal schedule. Um, doesn't seem like it gets easy except for maybe, you know, the Panthers, Bears, Washington stretch, but you had them as like one and three during that. So, um, yeah, it could be, it could be a really tough season overall, but I mean, seven and 10, I would take as, you know, this team is literally in rebuild mode, even if they won't, you know, come out and say it, it's a rebuild and seven and 10 would be a good, good start for them. It would be, uh, you know, repeating as, as last year, I have them going six and 11. Um, so I'm a little more pessimistic than you, but not by much. And I, I think I'm actually mm-hmm. ready to be surprised because I think back to the last time that I felt this way. Um, and I was actually talking to our friends, um, uh, Aaron Freeman and uh, Alan Stirk mm-hmm. on their podcast at the time. And this was right after the 2015 season going into 2016. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be 2016, but I remember feeling very pessimistic. And I actually think six and ten was my prediction going into that year, year two of a head coach. Um, now, obviously, that team, I think, had much more talent and they nailed a draft class. But we also saw the power and impact that a draft class could have. Perhaps Atlanta's offense gets a boost. I don't know. Um, this is the NFL. Things are, are crazy. And I'm willing to be and ready to be surprised in a positive way like I was last year. But for right now, on paper, it looks yeah. like a 6-11 and 11 team. I hope I'm wrong. Um, Evan, thank you so much for hopping on and kind of deep diving into the schedule with me. Before we get out of here, of do you have anything to uh, to plug? Yeah. Um, oh, I, I thought we were going to predict the preseason schedule oh, too, but I guess not. Man, if people are uh, <laughs> an hour in and decided to wait another 15 minutes for the preseason breakdowns, God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there are some crazy Falcons fans out there. I'll say that no, but um, yeah. I mean, the only other thing I'll mention is during the fa- the Falcons had like a really good as they always do. Um, even when you were there, the reveal videos for the oh, schedule yeah, was really well done. Um, and they had some like fun little things in there. And at at, at the very end, it showed like a red Falcons helmet in the background. And I don't think that was right. um just an accident. So hoping wishful thinking here that maybe we'll see some red i think you might be on something no i'm just yeah uh we'll see what happens but um yeah just thankful for uh you having me on and as mentioned at the top of the show you can find me at m birchfield on twitter um and writing at the uh, falcoholic.com awesome thanks evan uh that'll do it for today's episode which is presented by bet online uh please let everybody know where they can find us and take care everybody Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.